Hey, Boise. Before we get into today's show, I have a favor to ask. We need 100 people to fill out our quick listener survey. It's easy and fun and about making our show even better and more useful for you. It's all multiple choice and it won't take more than five minutes. I know because I actually timed it. Plus, anyone who takes the survey will be eligible to win a $250 Visa gift card. Visit citycast.fm slash survey right now. That's citycast.fm slash survey. Today on CityCast Boise, it's your Friday news download. Rachel Spacek with the Idaho Statesman is here to give us the latest on the city's wild housing market. From rental assistance drying up to why homeowners might actually save money on their taxes this year, there's a lot to sift through. Plus, is Meridian kind of jealous of the green belt? It's Friday, June 2nd. I'm Frankie Barnhill, filling in for Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise's talking about. All right, it's Friday, and I'm here with Rachel Spacek from the Idaho Statesman. Hey, Rachel, how are you? Hey, Frankie, doing well. Happy Friday. Yay. Um, Well, before we get into the weekend, uh, let's talk about some news. You've been uh, writing some really interesting housing articles. You always do. But uh, one that I wanted to talk about specifically was this story about rental assistance. And this has been a big thing, a big deal for people during COVID. This rental assistance program in Ada County has really helped a lot of folks out. But it's going away now, right? That money's running out. What's what's going on? Yeah, so the money that um, the Boise City Ada County Housing Authority has been distributing is part of a couple different COVID relief packages from the federal government, um, basically aimed at during COVID, people would get sick and um, not come into work and then, you know, not get a full paycheck and then not be able to pay their rent. You know, lots of people lost their jobs, things like that. Um, So that was kind of what it was aimed to do. And um, the demand has been so high for that assistance for the last three years that, um, you know, they kind of renewed it. Um, But those renewals are over and the housing authority, at least, is expecting to run out of um, rental assistance for Boise and Ada County residents um, later this month now that we're in June. Wow. And so can you give a sense for like, what's the average amount people were getting? Did it did it depend on need, I assume? Uh, What did that look like? Yeah, so it depended on need. Um, People would get up to 15 months of their rent covered. So it kind of depended on your rent. Um, For the story I wrote with my coworker, Kevin Fixler on this, um, we talked to two different renters. One, she was in Meridian, lived in a townhouse. Um, I think she paid $1,700 a month for her townhouse in Meridian. And then we talked to um, Alexandria, who paid, I think, $1,200, a little over $1,200 for a studio in Boise. So they both got help. They both got um, 15 months of their rent paid for by this program. Um, so it kind of depended on what 
your um your need was and then the uh, meridian townhouse renter she um jessica thompson um you know she kind of had uh some months that she did pay some months that the rental assistance paid for just so she could kind of save in the months that um the rental assistance covered sure to kind of get ahead because then of course inflation happened and so many other uh, pressures on uh, people's budgets renters in particular anything more about the stories of the two uh two people that you you profiled um to illustrate this this you know kind of wonky policy story but it does affect real people in our community how did they how did they get in this position yeah i think one of my big takeaways from talking to people about, um, you know, their rent and this rental assistance is we're kind of at a point in Boise where rents are so high that even if you have, you know, Jessica Thompson works at Sensi where she makes like a little bit over $15 an hour. And even though she goes to work every day, you know, she's a single mom with two kids she can't afford that $1,700, you know, so it's not, you know, this was aimed to help people struggling from COVID impact. But at this point, it's kind of helping people who just are not making enough money to pay the rising rents in Boise and the Treasure Valley. Yeah. And I suppose in some ways that's connected. uh, I mean, COVID helped to raise the 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 prices because many you know we saw that influx of people who moved to the Treasure Valley, which meant that home values went up, and meant that rents went up, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So it is and it isn't connected to the pandemic because at the same time, even prior to COVID, we were seeing rents go up and uh, wages stay stagnant. So hearing that, you know, fifteen dollars an hour is uh, an amount that. People years ago uh, definitely, you know, would think in Boise you could get by or in Meridian, right? But not so much anymore. Not at all, really. Yeah. And I mean, just like you said, I feel like you can't really draw a line between things now that were are impacted by COVID and not. Like, I just feel like everything is yeah. <laughs> pretty much there. Um, but yeah, a little bit more about the, the people we talked to, um, because, you know, I think that's what really puts this story um, in perspective is, is, you know, the human element. Jessica Thompson has two young children and, you know, we talked about inflation. She is, you know, having to buy food for three mouths to feed. And, you know, I know your listeners and you've (laughs) probably gone to the grocery store recently and like you can't really spend less than $100 no matter what. So it's like, yeah. So, you know, she's having to pay that. Um, She's been thinking about maybe getting a second job on top of that um, Sensi job. But, you know, that would take away from her time with her kids because, you know, she wants to still be a mom. Um, You know, she this isn't all in the story, but I talked to her for a while. Um, You know, she talks about the impact of having to cut back on expenses on her family. You know, her kids um, ask her for, you know, lessons or or things that maybe other wealthier kids are, are their families are paying for. And, you know, she's has to say, you know, oh, maybe in my next paycheck or let's go to the park instead because it's free. So, you know, that that seems like a little thing. But, um, you know, it really struck me that this is kind of impacting her entire family. Yeah, yeah. 
And I'm really glad you're putting that human element to it. I mean, I, I think about um, people, people I knew who uh, were laid off um, or who needed to leave their work. You mentioned, you know, folks who uh, got COVID and they're working hourly jobs that don't have sick sick time and then they're not making enough money to cover it. Um, so at this stage, can people still apply for assistance? It's running out at the end of June, so probably not. Or, or can they still try to apply? Um, you can still try to apply on the um, housing authorities website. People know that this is running out, so I think demand is going to be quite high. Um, you know, I just heard of a renter who I think is going to, or probably already tried to, apply for assistance for June rent. So, you know, it's it's going to be really tight, and um, you know, we talked to. Kevin Fixer talked to Ali Robbie, who um, is the executive director of Jesse Tree. And, you know, they're kind of expecting to have to kind of pick up where this rental assistance is leaving off. You know, um, mm. they handle um, evictions and and kind of eviction mediation. And, and they're saying that um, evictions are increasing in both Ada and Canyon County. And, you know, she's expecting that to go up. Um things like that. And and it's really hard what comes next after this. You know, I think it's going to be really hard. Um, Ali Robbie is really pushing for um, some kind of more permanent fund for rental assistance. This would have to probably be passed on a state level um, by the Idaho legislature. So, you know, she's pushing for that because just it shows that the fact that there are so many people who needed the emergency rental assistance that, you know, there is a need out there, um, especially in the Treasure Valley. Yeah, really proving the need through this through this uh, this process, this fund that's been available for, for the last uh, year or so, more than that. Um, and of course, yeah, she she has some power in this as a, a senator um, in in the state house. So it does kind of speak to this larger housing crisis, though, right, Rachel, especially for renters um, that we've seen, again, uh, housing prices and rental prices go up so much. And they did kind of take a little bit. They they have gone down a tiny bit in the last year. But I mean, we're still talking about prices that we haven't seen uh, in previous years. Meanwhile, uh, wages aren't keeping up to pace, inflation, all of that. So it's just a tough time still to be a renter in Boise. And it doesn't seem like it's getting much better. If anything, it might be getting worse, especially with this fun going away. Yeah, absolutely. One of the other sources we talked to for this story, Alexandria um, Van Zeff, they said their mother lives in um, Nyssa, Oregon, and pays $800 for like a rental house, $800 per month for a house to rent. Mm. And so they're kind of over here in a studio for $1,200 and they're kind of like, wow. what am I doing? Yeah. Um, so yeah, God, these, yeah, these rents are still really high for people who, um, you know, maybe have lived here for a while and are used to paying, you know, that $800. Like I rented a place I think I like two years ago and it was around like eight hundred nine hundred dollars and now I don't think anything is going for that mm. price anymore no I don't think so either yeah so you know I know that they may be going down slightly um but you know there there's still such high demand and 
as we know, as demand goes up, you know, prices can be pushed up because, um, you know, there's not a lot of places for people to find. So, you know, Boise is still growing population wise. So there are still a lot of people looking for rental um, properties. Okay, switching from the rental market to uh, homeowners. Homeowners, of course, have also uh, had a, a really challenging time in uh, the Treasure Valley with property values that have you know, skyrocketed in the last decade or so. And for people, especially on fixed incomes, that, that means their taxes are higher, which means that'll be a little bit tougher to stretch and actually make those tax bills. But there's some good news here. I understand what's going on with uh, property uh, assessments. Yeah. So the last basically <laughs> since COVID, um, I think before COVID, you know, property values were steadily increasing in the Treasure Valley. But um, when COVID hit, it kind of pushed everything insanely high. You know, even last year in Canyon County, like property assessed values were up by 60% in some cases. Like that's almost, you know, for many people, that's double what they saw their values the year before. So it's kind of crazy. And basically to kind of explain this a little bit, um, you know, this is if you have a house that you paid, you know, $300,000 for, very rare in the area now. But (laughs) (laughs) uh, just because demand and home sales were uh, more frequent and um, prices were much higher, you know, that has led to your, even if you're not selling, that's led to an increase in value of your home. So that's kind of what we're seeing, what we were seeing But the kind of good news is that property assessments are down a little bit in uh, both Ada County and Canyon County. Um, Ada County, they're down by um, around 13 percent. Canyon, I think, uh, three to five percent. So, you know, you might see a little bit lower assessed value this year for homeowners um, and that you know, it depends on um, budgets um, by cities and counties, which come out in August. But people are saying, (laughs) experts are saying that this might be a decrease in property taxes uh, slightly. Gotcha. Right. So still need to wait to hear what all the different municipalities uh, in Ada County, et cetera, are are planning on doing and Canyon County are planning on doing, um, but with their budgets. But could mean that people will actually not be spending quite as much on their taxes this coming year if they're a homeowner. Yeah, definitely. Um, And one thing that's different this year um, as property values um, for homeowners are kind of decreasing, there's still a lot of demand for, you know, businesses, office spaces, industrial, warehouse type things. So those property values are going up. So, um, you know, I think a lot of tax experts are hoping that maybe this means a shift in the property tax burden to these businesses and commercial properties, um, which can, you know, typically pay more in property taxes than homeowners. So that's a lot. That's also some good news because we've seen, you know, 
homeowners for the last like many years having to um, pay a lot of that property tax burden when commercial properties aren't having to pay as much. Gotcha. Okay. So a little bit of a shift from from homeowners to the commercial. So the Ada County Assessor goes out, they, they assess all the home values. Is it that the market is just kind of balancing out coming home to earth after we saw that insanity with home buying and selling in recent years? And so they're going, okay, but what is the real value of this property now? How do you, how does that work? I know that's a really complicated question, I'm sure. Basically, um, and this is kind of what the assessor told me, the assessments are all based on what's happening in the private market. So the reason why values were so high during COVID was because the demand was pushing those prices up. You know, we saw those bidding wars. We saw homes that maybe were listed for like $400,000 being pushed up to five or more. Um, And so that was pushing up values um, for everyone else. So now it's kind of um, prices are kind of evening out. There haven't been as many home sales as, you know, we've seen during COVID. And that's kind of what is making the property values kind of more even is basically what's happening in the private market. And One of the reasons um, the Canyon County Assessor told me this might be happening is because, um, as we know, during COVID, interest rates were really low. So um, people who might not normally have felt like they could afford um, a mortgage every month kind of realized that they could or that it would be similar to renting and paying rent every month. So they were you know, starting to buy houses and now interest rates are higher. So, you know, it might not be as similar to what you're used to paying rent wise. So that's kind of deterred some people from, you know, going into that that buyer's market. Gotcha. Right. So in some ways, this is kind of a lagging indicator because we've seen in the last year um, home prices have started going down. Like when I scroll on Zillow, it's not quite as crazy and <laughs> houses are staying on the market for a little bit longer. It still is still a uh, seller's market overall. It's not c- considered balanced. Right. Yeah. But um, but yeah, this this assessment comes after that. That that makes sense. OK, so. What else are you thinking about since you cover rentals and and the housing uh, market in general around the Treasure Valley? Like, what are you what are you looking out for um, in the next six months, six or twelve months that could make things better or worse again? Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to look at. Um, right before we started recording, you know, you mentioned that uh, KTVB story about the price of rent going down. Slightly, you know, that might be something to look at. Um, I know the city of Boise is really trying to kind of push these market rate, more affordable rentals. Um, You know, I just I see the mayor on Twitter, you know, really kind of talking about um, these uh, apartments, buildings that are going up and how many um, there are that will be reserved for people who make um below the area median income. So that is some positive news that I'm watching. I did a series now like a year, maybe two years ago, um, where I talked to people who were, you know, in various degrees struggling with our affordable housing crisis in the Treasure Valley. And, 
you know, I've kind of started revisiting some of those stories um, and some are, are more positive than others. You know, I've heard of kind of a large portion of people in Meridian who are living at um, a KOA, like um, camping, RV park. So, oh. hmm. you know, people yeah. are kind of resorting to other means than, you know, paying rent, which, um, you know, it's it's kind of interesting what people are making work in the valley yeah, gosh, there's just so much churn, so many different facets of it. So thanks for following it so closely. Um, I would like to, yeah, talk about another story that I saw you you did recently. This one in Meridian specifically. Um, is Meridian jealous of the green belts? <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> uh, what what are, what are they looking to do with the uh, paths? Yeah, you know, I they didn't mention specifically the Boise green belt, but. That's what you think of, especially when I think of people maybe doing an alternative um, commute, you know, someone, I mean, I live on the bench, so like I can commute on the Greenbelt on my bike, you know, downtown pretty easily. And that's kind of what Meridian's goal is. You know, they have these kind of pieces of pathways in, in different parts of the neighborhood or different, you know, newer subdivisions that have gone up and and they put in part of a path. But what the city council really wants is kind of a way of connecting all the paths. And, you know, I'm sure we've all like driven through Meridian on Eagle Road, like and oh, seen yeah. the, <laughs> the chaos <laughs> yeah. that is the traffic in that city. So, you know, they're really kind of trying to push um, alternative forms of commutes and transportation. Um, so, yeah, basically, they're hmm. trying to tell people, you know, there may be a way for you to, to avoid traffic entirely. And that is riding your bike or a scooter or whatever um, on these paths. Huh. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, this could be really exciting for anybody in Meridian who doesn't want to always use their car. But I mean, I don't know. Meridian is so car dependent. I guess it's the chicken and the egg thing. Like if there are alternative methods, then people will hopefully use them. Or is it just, you know, the culture of that that city um, is to be so car dependent and the streets are kind of built for that um, for cars. So it seems like the city government's really trying to at least create an alternative that could get more people out of their cars. Yeah, definitely. And I think the big um Thing that I, I kind of covered in my last story, which um, I wrote because they had a meeting, the city council had a meeting on it. They are also kind of trying to have a public, you know, basically try to, trying to inform the public that these paths are there. You don't just have to get in your car. And, you know, we'll see if that um, works because like you said, you know, I've done stories, I've, I've looked at some data Lots of people drive to work in Meridian. You know, it's very car dependent, not a lot of carpooling, lots of single drivers. So, um, you know, I think the city is kind of having to push that, you know, kind of do a little public relations and and push that, you know, we do have paths. They are connected. You can get from downtown, you know, over to um, 10 mile or things like that. You know, I think that's what they're really trying to do is is get that um, the public to understand that these paths are there. Hmm. Well, that'll be interesting to watch and see how many people are, are on those paths instead of on uh, the roads. 
Um, I'd love to end on what I'm calling uh, my moment of Zen or our moment of joy this week. Um, something that, yeah, maybe brought you a little bit of joy. Uh, Rachel, do you have anything off the top of your head? Yeah. So I kind of recently-ish just moved to the bench. And um, I, I'm pretty sure you guys have done an episode on CityCast about how maybe food in Boise is not you know, up there on. (laughs) (laughs) We're not making all the national lists all the time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, you know, I I tweeted that I feel like people on the bench were gatekeeping that Mm. Boise actually has good food because I've had amazing food up here. You know, I yesterday I ordered Goodness Land and they have like this whole delicious falafel plate for pretty cheap and um, you know, food land, and there's a really good Thai place up here. So yes. that's what's bringing me joy is that Boise has actual good food and it's now in my neighborhood. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. Maybe gatekeeping on the bench. Maybe <laughs> we've been sleeping on it. I think, I think there's definitely something to that. Oh, man. Now I want falafel for, I know, for lunch today. So good. <laughs> That sounds fantastic. Um, my my moment of joy was watching videos from the city of Boise, uh, point of view video of kids running through the new Anne Morrison Park fountain, which they just opened and dedicated this week. And it was on one of the rainy days and it didn't stop kids in their, you know, cute little swimming suits running through uh, the new fountain. And it just was so joyful and uh, clearly, that's going to be a, a hot spot this summer for families to hang out around that new fountain for sure. Did you see these these videos? Yes, and I can't wait for like the kids and dogs like Ugh. peak summer to be yes. like running through those fountains. <laughs> yeah, the dogs that are just like gobbling up the water as it comes out of the the little sprays. I know, I can't wait to <laughs> definitely taking <laughs> my dog it. down there. She's gonna go crazy. Well, thanks so much, Rachel, for helping round out uh, some great stories that you've been doing recently. And we'll link to all of them in the show notes. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Frankie. Thanks for listening to CityCast Boise. The show is produced by host Emma Arnold, Evelyn Avitia, and me, Frankie Barnhill. Blake Hunter writes our Hey Boise newsletter, and our music is by local band Up Is The Down Is The. If you're looking for a nostalgia bomb this weekend, join us in rewatching 2004's cult classic Napoleon Dynamite. Blake, Emma, Evelyn, and I are going to be talking about the Idaho-filmed movie next week, Have a memory about it to share? Email us, boise at citycast.fm. We'll be back on Monday. See you then.